It is episode 36, and I have been sick. So that's why we're doing it now. What is up, everybody? Hi, guys. Welcome it's been to the- a minute. It's been a minute. And I'm not gonna apologize for that. I'm just gonna move right into this because, you know, life's too short. They know that we're doing weird stuff all the time and- They do know that we're weirdos. And just to just to start you off now, um, with the nasally congestive <laughs> voice of, uh, of me, I've been sick for the past few days. So uh, please disregard any ramblings, anything that might be just, just sound like a dumb sentence in general. I know that usually happens, but this time I, I want some. This time you have an I want excuse. some leeway on it, okay? We are all talking. We're just we're talking about Infinity War. That's Infinity War all the way from Iron Man. I want to do a comprehensive look back at the past ten years of Marvel and and everything that's led up to this huge momentous occasion, which is Infinity War, which yes. I get to go to on Tuesday. Yes, you do. I have a question for you. I just huh. thought of this. What was the first Marvel movie that you saw? Did you see them in like the order that they came out, or did you see? Them I pretty much saw them all in order. Okay, so I, you saw Iron Man. From yeah, for me, it started with Iron Man. It came out the same year as uh, the Dark Knight, so it it really took a backseat for me. To mm-hmm. be honest, I did not see Iron Man's potential moving forward mm-hmm. as it was way more the Dark Knight. That was can you believe it? That was when DC was was really big. When they were doing good maybe things. at their peak good was the Dark Knight. Life. God. Ten years ago. Ten years ago, DC was at its peak, and it's never worked its way back up. It's had every opportunity, but anyway. So Iron Man starts in in 2008. What was your first movie that you saw? That's what I was trying to remember. I don't think... I'm looking at... I appreciate that we have this up on the screen so that I can kind of remember... Everything. For those that can't I, see, I've got a, a, a list oh yeah, of all the phases our, our of the uh, Marvel posters, and uh, we're just going to work our way through phase one, phase two, phase three, and maybe have some speculation about what we're going to see moving forward. But phase one, tell me which one that you think you saw first. Honestly, I think... Let's see. So there's Iron Man. You're going to get... You're probably going to get mad Also at Incredible this. Hulk. I think the first one I saw in theaters was Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. I think I saw Iron Man 1 um, just, like, at someone's house. Like, we just watched the DVD. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw Hulk. I saw the Hulk. Yeah, no, I didn't. Um, so, yeah, I think Iron Man 2 was the first one I saw in theaters. And then I didn't see Thor in theaters. And so I think... Or Captain America. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen very many of these early ones in theaters. I just wasn't super into them. This was so. I met you for context. I met you in two thousand eleven, around the time Thor came out. Yeah. So everything before that, like before that, before that, I really wasn't that like into, and I just kind of casually like. I think I saw. I think I had friends who wanted to see Iron Man too, and so I was just like, okay, I'll go. But. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, we can get into when these actually started hitting you as actual, like, impressive movies. I, I, I highly say... doubt it would have been. Uh, we, we can go there. Well, let's start with phase <laughs> I, I have a routine. Okay, let's okay. keep I'll with let the you. routine. I'm going to let you finish. So let's start with phase one, okay? Okay. We've got Iron Man and the Hulk. Both came out of the same year. Okay. Hulk was uh, not starring Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. This was starring Edward Norton. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of controversy with both these movies with two of their characters. Uh, Edward Norton... 
being kind of a very uh, strict. It, it basically think his character in Birdman, that was okay. him in real life. And that was kind of like why people like Edward Norton's character in Birdman, because it's like, oh, yeah, he is kind of a dick, and okay. he can point it out. So he had a lot of things that he wanted. He wanted to have complete uh, control over the story. He had a lot of notes that he wanted to be put into it. And the studio ultimately was just like, yeah, we don't want to deal with this guy. He's, too, he's too crazy. And speaking of high maintenance, there's a reason that we have Don Cheadle as Colonel Rhodes, uh, also known as Iron Patriot, War Machine, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he was first played by Terrence Howard. But, again, with these types of things, with it being the start of this universe, which I bet both of these actors, maybe not Edward Norton, but definitely Terrence Howard would be very interested in being a part of it. But because they got a little too greedy, wanted a little more money for their part in it, or for the sequel, they decided just to move on with a different character. Mm-hmm. So... That's kind of the that's kind of the two th- two big parts. So Iron Man one introduces this world. Uh, Iron Man, a character that nobody knew, nobody yeah. nobody Which recognized. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that Iron Man was once not popular. Not only not popular with like anybody that didn't know comics. Even comics yeah. didn't really care about him. He was a he was a B team yeah, character. Yeah, that like blows my mind. So. Like, Kudos to John Favreau, the director, and Robert Downey Jr. for, for bringing the character to yeah, life in a absolutely. way that really could not have been done by anyone else. They, it, it was going to be Tom Cruise, if you didn't know that. Really? And they... they I don't like that at all. Well, <laughs> Tom Cruise was the safer bet between the two. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. had a lot of trouble too. back in the day where yeah. like, there was reports of him just going and sleeping in people's houses that he just went and walked into drunk and just mm-hmm. kind of went to sleep. I think he went to sleep in some kid's bedroom or something. Wow. He's been arrested numerous times. You can find <laughs> mugshots everywhere. And at this Iron Man, like, John Favreau, the director, took a risk with putting in Robert Downey mm-hmm. Jr. And, and that risk has paid off. Maybe the biggest payoff in the history of any <laughs> film. Yeah. I, I really think that's the case because this is... Again, 10 years of, saga. at billions and billions of dollars over one choice. Yeah. You know, one one choice to put him in. Mm-hmm. So these two begin. You have your first Easter egg, first credit uh, end credit scene where Nick Fury shows up, says he wants to talk about the Avengers Initiative, mm-hmm. and then in Incredible Hulk, again, you don't need to worry too much about that movie <laughs> except for the fact that if you remember General Ross in Civil War, that's the... Uh, mustachio man that wants people to retire and move on. Oh, yeah. That is actually General Ross from The Incredible Hulk. He was oh. in that movie. He is the general to... It has a daughter that is uh, a big relationship in the comics between okay. uh, Hulk and... Yeah. And so there's a lot of divide there. He hates the Hulk. And uh, I don't know, kind of the fact that we didn't get any chance for him to talk more about Hulk. Mm-hmm. I wish they did that in Civil War, but... That's true. That, uh, I didn't know that there was so much... There's so much going on there. I honestly, I didn't realize that the Hulk was part. Knitting knitting the fabric of this enormous universe. I'm going to keep doing this. I didn't realize that the Hulk was part of this whole, like, new Marvel saga. I thought, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a long time ago, but I thought that the Hulk was, like, a completely separate thing. Because I knew that it was Edward Norton who played him before Mark Ruffalo. And I knew that Mark Ruffalo had 
hadn't had his own movie. And so I was just like, oh, there never hasn't, there hasn't been a Hulk movie in mm. this saga, but and there actually was. You probably already knew that there was a Hulk movie before this, too, the yes. Ang Lee Hulk that has nothing whatsoever and, yeah. to do with <laughs> Phase 1. And, and really, Incredible Hulk doesn't have that much to do with it, <laughs> other than them bringing back in General Ross, which is a cool nod, but ultimately means nothing. Uh, they had an end credit scene, however, where Tony Stark meets General Ross at a bar, and I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. Let's find out where Banner is, basically. And uh, from that point, I, I mean, of course they're going to go to the sequel for Iron Man. Is she growling? Yeah. Our dog is growling. We might need to... Do you want to pick her up? Deal with that little dog. Just as rowdy as the villain in Iron Man 2 who is a Russian man with cable whips. That's that's pretty much all I know. Electric cable whips. Very dumb, unsophisticated way to use Stark tech, by the way. Like, Tony Stark, as Obadiah Parker said, built this in a cave! And this guy just, I want to make some whips that can electrocute people. Nothing long range or anything. <laughs> they have to be like this close to me so I can even get to them. <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. Iron Man 2, uh, many people have criticisms for as being just a trailer for the Avengers. I was uh, not impressed. A lot more about just let's let's keep talking about what the Avengers is going to mean. They did have some, some similar beats to the first one also that just it felt like it was treading over ground that we already knew. Mm-hmm. Ray, you're so interested in this, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's not the worst for me. They introduced Black Widow in this. Yeah. Which, Black Widow was probably the best part of the movie, especially seeing her uh, showdown at the, uh, the uh, kind of like one of the first Marvel hallway fight scenes mm-hmm. that she that she was able to have. And she did fantastic. I think they had a lot of good beats. I loved the, the fight between Iron Man and War Machine when... Uh, Tony is just completely drunk. They, they deal with his alcoholism a little bit, but I think they backed off completely after this one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they had to take his suit away. He was being too crazy, started blowing up stuff in front of call <laughs> girls and whoever was at, whatnot, was at his party. <laughs> and that, that's, pretty much the, that's pretty much the movie. Sam Worthington, he's in it too. Thor. Let's move on to the uh, Thorth. Film oh my god. In phase bad. one. Thor. Bad. Do you think they planned that? I'd like to think that they planned these <laughs> based on puns. Just my opinion that would have worked. Directed by Kenneth Branagh, who is a Shakespearean actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were going more for a Shakespearean feel, I think, with the first Thor movie. Mm-hmm. This is about a guy that gets everything stripped away from him and has to earn the the title, earn the hammer that that his father gave to him and that really preps him for being king. You got your first look into the best villain so far in that mm-hmm. universe with I Loki. Think, <laughs> Our dog is uh, we're, we're on camera. is attacking have attacking a, viciously. Have a little bit of decency. Anthony Hopkins, Idris Elba, Natalie Portman, whatever. <laughs> but overall, this was a great film too. A great way to introduce the character. We all know that he's very different now, but I don't know. What did you think of Thor at first? That was the second film that you saw from the universe or would, mm-hmm. did you go back after Iron no, Man No, I think too? I saw Iron Man um, or no, I think that probably was the Thor was probably the third that I saw because I did see Iron Man I just didn't see it in the theater. Thank you for rescuing me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember liking Thor when I saw it. I remember like 
I felt about Thor, honestly, the way I feel about a lot of Marvel movies, and a lot of people are gonna get angry with me. That's why we're, <laughs> all, that's why we're doing this. Like, it, was, it wasn't great. It wasn't life-changing for me. Like, I feel like some people... <sighs> I, uh, let me stop I, you here, because you've got similar opinions as to many Marvel fans. Quit thinking of yourself as the outsider. You've got good opinions that m a lot of people agree with on these. I just feel like they're... Not, not many people liked Thor. I feel like they're. Ways. I feel like my opinions are controversial because I don't think that Marvel is like this untouchable force, and I no, feel like a lot of people treat it as they're such. They're batting a thousand lately, though. They've been doing really good lately, but there are a lot of their earlier movies. I'm like, I think are not as strong as people like looking back. Kind of want to pretend they were. Mm. Well, you have to uh, you have to account for the times. I think. Sure. If you go back and watch, like, the first Superman or the first well, sure. Batman, sure. it it honestly does feel dated. And I, we're, I mean, ten years ago was mm -hmm. when these films were coming out. For mm -hmm. this, it was eight years ago, eight, nine years ago. It, seven. Enough times. <laughs> uh, yeah, seven years. Times have changed to yes, where... this is and true. And the character has changed. This is true. So, I don't know. I think I think that's also a, a similarity to people that like Christian Bale's Batman and also have seen the Michael Keaton version, where it's like, I do prefer one, but they both are good in their own right. Everyone agrees that Thor the Dark World's garbage, but we'll get into that <laughs> later. Captain America comes into the picture. This is one... This, okay, I actually... My, I have an unpopular opinion about this one, too, but it's in a different way than a lot of people. Because I know a lot of people don't like this movie. I really like it. Yeah. I I don't know why I like cuz I real I like a good origin story. Is yeah. my thing. That's why I like I love Batman Begins. I love I love the first Captain America. I like the first Iron Man. Like I love a good origin story. I love Black, Black Panther. I love yeah. 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 I don't know why I don't like Thor as an origin story as much, but that's a different point. Maybe too cheesy. But Maybe. in, in any regard. I think I think it's cuz cat What's her name? Cat Cat Dennings. Dennings in it, and I don't like her. Not many people she, liked. Cat she Dennings irritates in this me. Either. I think I think that's why I don't like it. Honestly, is just because of her. Chime down below. Who is your Anyways. least favorite side character in the Marvel <laughs> universe? The side character that you just wish would go away at yeah. this point. I know what we're all thinking. It's Korg. Anyway, who? Korg. From you. From Thor. Yeah. I was kidding. I was making a joke. Oh, I was like, why? I was waiting for a laugh, <laughs> but then I got a little too well, sweaty. I, I got a little too sweaty I on you. I forgot the name. I forgot the name. I, I got too one. sweaty on you. You didn't you know said, what I was talking about. You said the rock guy. Some, some of you guys know what I was talking about, guys <laughs> yeah. and girls. Anyways, all I'm saying, I liked the first Captain America. I actually liked it better than mm -hmm. Winter Soldier. Hey, we've got good cast. We've got Chris Evans, who came back from being Fantastic Four as the Human Torch, and not many people really talk I about that he anymore. Was in that. He was a human torch in Fantastic Four. I didn't know that. And he was for two of the films. <laughs> and for them to be able to reboot him mm -hmm. into this role, which he plays perfectly. Yeah. There, there's nobody, just like there's nobody I think that can replace Iron Man, there's no one that can replace Captain America for me because of how good of a job and how believable he was. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got the introduction to Bucky. You've got the introduction to uh, Hydra, um, S.H.I.E.L.D., Red Skull. You get to see Howard Stark. Uh, as as yeah. a as a kid that kind of still has that Tony Stark flair to him, but you can tell like the relation is definitely there. Mm -hmm. um, I had a good time with it. I do think that they could have not done a 
full montage through all of the war scenes. I would have liked to have seen yeah. some of those. It just kind of just breezes straight past it. Does it does drag on a bit. And uh, Hugo Weaving, if you're going to sign up to be a villain and you don't die, you have <laughs> to come back at one point. I doubt we'll ever see Red Skull come back. Mm-hmm. And he was a cool villain for me. I thought it was cool. He looked crazy weird when he pulled off the skin mask and you just see this red nasty thing. You're just, jeez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I believe that's because the super soldier serum that he put into himself didn't work on him and just <laughs> turn him weird side effect for those super soldier serums. But in any case, that gave us our first infinity stone, the Tesseract. We had no idea it was an infinity stone. Maybe some of you guys did. Maybe you guys had seen enough comics, got sweaty enough and knew. But that introduced us to our first team up film with the Avengers which came out, ironically, the same time as The Dark Knight Rises came out. This was kind of a big deal back in the day because this, I think this was the first of the DC Marvel, like, fight between the two of them. Because with The Dark Knight and Iron Man, it was very clear that everybody was cool with The Dark Knight and everybody was very surprised with Iron Man. Yeah. But with this, they're like, no, this is the Avengers at their top best and you've just got Batman. And a lot of people wanted to use that as a reason to say Batman wouldn't be as good right. <laughs> or that the Avengers would be too crowded. Mm-hmm. And it just it just felt stupid to me. Mm-hmm. Like, of course Avengers made all of the money because mm-hmm. this was the first of its kind, the first time it had ever been done. The Dark Knight Rises was great. Yeah. Sure, let's talk about how we got into the city. Lame. But there's no reason to... I don't know. This is where the battle started, and it's it makes funny, me though. sad. And it started back in 2012, and now it's so vicious and yeah. so like so anxiety driven mm-hmm. through everything. Ugh. Yeah, it's funny to me because you and I saw both of these movies. We saw the Avengers, and we saw um, the Dark Knight Rises. I, don't know, I couldn't think of the name, which affect my point but the point I'm trying to make is I remember going to see The Dark Knight Rises in the theater with you like I remember being there in the theater I remember seeing him fly off at the end of the movie and both of us just going what like Mm -hmm. I remember seeing that I don't remember seeing the Avengers in theaters like I know we saw it but I don't remember it well, you were married to me. Well, you were. I was not married. You were to with you me. At the time. <laughs> you were interested in me, and I was interested in Batman. Uh huh. And that was a big deal for me. So I don't know. Then, then uh, some weird stuff happened. Then they started introducing phases. Yeah, and started this is telling when... us that we're going to start expanding things more than people think that that we could possibly make yeah. it. Yeah. So the Avengers happened. We're gonna go back to our this standalone movies. This is the experimental movies, phase. And here's where the fun. Oh, I, I would say <laughs> Phase 3 has been their experimental phase. Well, this is a bad experimental phase. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Is, I'll go back. I'm, this I'm is where they come don't back know what to they're doing. So we've got the conclusion of the Iron Man, Iron Man trilogy. Iron Man 3, Boo. directed by Shane Black. It is good if you consider it a standalone film. But it's to, not a standalone in my opinion. film. I think there's a lot of good parts to it. It is something that I could watch again and, and sure. not have a problem. And sure. it is it's, it is nice to take away his suit, see what he can do with mm-hmm. just him and, and his and his tricks. And, and sure. bring him back to being like a mechanic. You know, he's the tinkerer. He's sure. the one that gets stuff taken care of. And, um, I mean, yeah, say what you want about Iron Man 3. It's not the strongest of... Like the conclusions of trilogies, I would say Captain America has the best trilogy. I just think it's you can't say you can't look at a movie that's a part of a trilogy and say it's good as a standalone movie. That's like eating 
That's like eating. I disagree. Like, that's I, like eating a lunchable and saying it's good if you think of it as a pizza. No, I like, disagree. Not the same with, I disagree thing. with you. Thor Ragnarok <laughs> is completely different from Dark World and the first, and everybody says consider that its own movie. But you can't just you. I, and I think that's maybe stupid maybe you can't I can't qualify it. <laughs> it for being good because it feels. It's just like the then. people. It's just like the people with Star Wars who say, "Oh, Last Jedi is not canon." That's you not, can't just say it. Not even <laughs> close to it. But you could say if you consider Star Wars: The Last Jedi to be something more of an independent solo film, maybe you would enjoy it more. I'm just saying it had a different <laughs> flavor than the other two. It didn't try to give you Avengers two setup. It yes. it did something different with the character, and I, I do think that the Mandarin reveal was dumb as crap. Yes, but. That was an Asian character that that had a lot of stereotypes attached to him. I don't know which I would have preferred. Like, I think I would have been upset if they brought in like a really I would have preferred not Guy Pierce character, but I would have preferred not Guy Pierce. I feel Guy like Pierce there's a way they could have they could have brought in an Asian character, but not been racist about it. Like, they could you could have found a way if you can if you can put together a ten year franchise, you can find a way to make an Asian character and not be racist. No, that's for. Fair points, but that's going to be for Phase 4. Now, let's jump <laughs> That'll in. That'll be all of Phase 4. Let's jump into uh, the uh, best film of Phase 2. Oh, We've got Thor The Dark World. We've got Malekith's son. Everybody who loves Malekith knows he... <laughs> Killmonger, step aside. Loki, go fuck yourself. Malekith is the shit. He's the one. Thanos would shit his pants if he saw Malekith across the hall. And that's why I think Thor The Dark World is a genuine masterpiece. Piece, much like the room. No, it's it, it, here's the thing. Nobody cared about that movie. Not even the director. Not even the actors in it. It seemed everything. Everybody it was, was just kind of dancing around. Loki played this maybe a more fun Loki than anything. Not so much menacing, but more. I'm just gonna hang around and see what happens. Kind of Loki, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalie Portman was. She was just there for a paycheck. She was very upset uh, as far as behind the scenes. Uh, just so you know, if you guys don't already know, uh, there was a director signed on to helm Thor the Dark World. A female director, I'm forgetting the name, she had done some Breaking Bad episodes, and Natalie Portman was very much petitioning her to be the director for this. However, they went with a different director, a uh, director from Game of Thrones, something that makes sense. I mean, it's I don't see it as something where they did it purely based on, on gender. Mm-hmm. I think they looked at the situation and saw that this guy had directed a lot of action scenes for Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones had that kind of fe- like flavor that they were going for for Thor mm-hmm. at this point. And it just, it just turned out to be garbage. And uh, I think that has to do with really just the lack of enthusiasm for the, for the material, mm-hmm. for what they were given to do. And I'm just so I'm really glad that uh, Chris Hemsworth was given a chance to to really sit down after this movie and go. We need to change a lot of things, and I've got ideas. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. movie later. Winter Soldier came right after that in 2014. We had Captain America: The Winter Soldier. This, when I first saw the the first few trailers, genuinely surprised me because mm-hmm. we 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 had seen him in the past. We'd seen what he was like interacting with the Avengers. But we really didn't know what his identity was in the modern day. Mm-hmm. What what challenges does he have? What what does he think about what the country has turned into? And that's what made him such an interesting character in this. A spy thriller to boot. A really cool relationship with him and Black Widow where they're kind of like, maybe like co-wife and co-husband. Like a, 
you know, worker <laughs> wife, like a work yeah. wife or a work husband, but kind of had like a uh, brother sister vibe too. Mm-hmm. Where like maybe they were flirty sometimes, but really they just had mutual respect for Are each you other. Flirty sometimes with your sibling. I mean, it maybe it was more like a maybe in George Michael scenario, but Ugh, just superhero style. Ugh, I'm, okay, <laughs> okay, we'll move on. We'll move on. Russo brothers. This is their first movie, yes. and they were given the keys to the Marvel kingdom yeah. at that point. Yeah, because they did something that no one thought they could do. They made Captain America cool. Moving on <laughs> to the strangest uh, one. And well, yet strangest one yet. Get it? Strange? Huh? Huh? Okay. I got you. Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> directed by James Gunn. Tree. Raccoon. Green Girl. Um, did did anybody, th- anybody think this was going to work? <laughs> Back then, I think even even Marvel I fans we were that cautious. were the most devoted were like, "Why are why are we doing this though? Mm-hmm. Why why this property? There there's so many others that we can try." But they went for it, and they they struck out on this too. Uh, this is one of those things where people saw Marvel as a company that. That was respectable, even if it was the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. Which this, I, I guarantee you, if Guardians of the Galaxy was not successful, Ant Man would not have been a thing. Yeah. Because once Guardians of the Galaxy happened, they're like, we can. I guess we can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ant Man came, but just before Ant Man came, uh, Age of Ultron. This was Joss Whedon's last film with Marvel, as well as the uh, second Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. We had Ultron played by James Spader. Uh, I thought voiced him really well. I yeah, I liked the job. trailers better than I did the movie. It was yeah, this movie is pretty forgettable to mm-hmm. me, honestly. I remember like kind of it was kind of one of those leaving the theater where we were just kind of like that was fine. Yeah. It was just fine. Yeah. I think I mean, it was We got some great characters introduced. Great characters that uh, at this point we do have a lot of investment in. We've got Vision, we got Scarlet mm-hmm. Witch, and and that's been great. And I mm-hmm. think even if the Thor scene where he goes into the hot tub and gets electrocuted was weird, yeah. and it was also now that you've seen Ragnarok, they were mm-hmm. pitching for that. It's nothing near what Ragnarok yeah, ended up being. It's it. very strange. Um, but they, even in that case, um, I think it's I think it's one of those movies that you can just put in the background and do whatever you want to do. Yeah, and, and just look back and be like, oh, visually that looks awesome. But mm-hmm. if you if you sit and look at the story, you just kind of get pissed at Iron Man. I, I, I yeah. grow tired of him ruining everything, <laughs> and this was kind of mm-hmm. one of the last straws. Or like, I'm, I'm, I might be done with this. Yeah. Um, and then we got Ant-Man. Ugh. Now, you've got a strong opinion on Iron Man. 30-second synopsis of Ant-Man. See that sentence thing? Paul Rudd is a criminal who gets shrunken down to an ant size. And I thought you were saying. Says I thought you were calling things. Paul Rudd a criminal for making the movie. Oh no, I'm not that dramatic. <laughs> Paul Rudd is a piece of shit. It's not. I don't think it's that bad. We know you're listening, Paul. but I just I was not impressed with it. I just thought it was kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. That's no. all. They had a lot of difficulty with this, whether it was um, oh, Edgar yeah, Wright being be a part of it. Well, if we go back to phase one, <laughs> during the same time that Iron Man was happening, Edgar Wright was working on Ant Man. Mm-hmm. So, how many movies until that came out? A lot of stuff had changed, mm-hmm. and the issue was Kevin Feige needed some changes implemented into the story that Edgar Wright had made mm-hmm. because of how much time was spent on it. Um, he had to leave the project because of creative differences. It, I think 
that was the most divisive thing with the Marvel Universe fans saying, well, do we care about Peyton Reed doing this? Edgar Wright, he's such a visionary. They kicked him out. They they don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But I think it still ended up being okay for them because they've got a sequel now. Ant-Man was great in Civil War. And um, I think the story, if you do watch it, it... It's not the worst of their films. No. But I, I certainly wouldn't it's put it... It's extremely forgettable. Exactly, And yes. when you're watching it, it's annoying. <laughs> that is that is funny. <laughs> All right. So moving That's on awesome. to Phase 3. So after Ant-Man, we got Phase 3, and uh, it started out with a bang. Captain America Civil War. Uh, based off the comic-ish, this is Iron Man, Captain America fighting for government um, supervision versus not government supervision, what to do with your powers, do you be regulated, um, what's the cost of a life, and, and do people need to step in and, and put like security risks like the Avengers in mm-hmm. places where they can't harm anybody until they decide to give them the opportunity to act on something. Mm-hmm. High concept that yeah. that you don't see much in superhero films. It's directed by the Russo brothers again. I think they really came into their own on this. It's technically everybody calls it Avengers two point five. Like it is essentially an Avengers film mm-hmm. because of how many characters are in it. I think of it as of it as an Avengers movie. I don't think of it as a Captain America movie. Mm. And we've got two more two more introductions. We got Black Panther, mm-hmm. who uh, I mean, a little known character. He had a small independent movie this year. <laughs> Made a couple bucks. <laughs> and Spider-Man, the third reboot of the character, and arguably the one that most people have accepted to be mm-hmm. their Spider-Man mm-hmm. with Tom Holland. I mean, the, the Russo brothers at this point after this, you, you have to admit that they are the best creative team that Marvel has. Yeah. And, and it totally makes sense for them to helm Infinity War. So that got me really excited for this. Mm-hmm. They they made mention of, of a few things. Um towards the end with their post credit scene. And then we move into Doctor Strange, where things get real experimental. Real the most experimental <laughs> that they've ever gotten, I think, is Phase <laughs> 3. Because Doctor Strange, um, a visual trip show. You you take mushrooms, you watch that, you're going you're gonna to pass out with yeah, excitement. Yeah, don't do that. Or, or do. And uh, tell us what you think about that. <laughs> very trippy movie. Very cool story. Interesting way to fight the villain at the end. It's not punching. It's not... It's not doing anything like a superhero would. He's literally going through a time loop and wearing down Dormammu. Mm -hmm. Every time showing up, I've come to bargain, I've come to bargain. He's like, I give up, I can't do this shit. And then he just brings him back to Earth. Mm -hmm. Super cool. And, uh, yeah, I am rushing through this because now we're at a half hour and uh, Nat's got something in the oven. There's food in the oven. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy 2, eh, skippable for me. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, amazing. Awesome. So glad they rebooted the character. Excited for what they're doing moving forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we move on to the last two movies before Infinity War. Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther. Both extremely different films that we've ever seen in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Re-energized Thor. I do think that it could be its own standalone <laughs> film and could branch out to be its own trilogy. I do think I that could be I, possible. <sighs> and Black Panther, I mean, come on, that's Make that's like the new Captain 9 America. Nine million more Black Panther movies. 
please, please. Don't. Well, I'm kidding. Don't, 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 don't do that. <laughs> I don't like want that. Killmonger million. solo film. What was it like as a kid? What happened after? <laughs> whatever, whatever happened after he shot that basket? Um, oh boy. Then Avengers: Infinity War. So what we've got moving forward, we don't have Inhumans. I don't know why that's there. Inhuman sucks ass. Ant Man and the Wasp comes after uh, in the Wasp after Infinity War, Captain Marvel, and then Avengers 4. It is not a two-parter anymore. Like, this is saying they have split it up. They say that uh, this one is a full-fledged film, Mm. and that is its own separate film, too. What they mean by that, of course, we don't know. We're not privileged to that information. I'm not... I'm not Robert Downey Jr. I can't get that info. Robert Downey Jr. might not even know. Oh, I'm sure he knows. And I'm sure he's probably been teasing people about it and we don't even know it. Probably. But I don't know. We, we, we can go on their TV series with Agents of, Sh- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, all of the uh, Netflix Marvel shows, that which are great. And, um, oh, it totally does. And it's- I would love to see, honestly, a little shot in New York of the Defenders seeing what's happening. Because it would be stupid if they didn't, right? Thanos' big cylinder circle ship is floating right above the Empire State Building and nobody looks up. What are they What are they doing? <laughs> what are they busy with? What's Jessica Jones doing? He, she's she's hung over in the bed. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Never mind. What if Jessica Jones Season 3 opens with all the Thanos stuff happening and she's just, like, hung over on a I just don't know how much connection I actually want. Like, I like the TV shows as their own thing, and I like the movies as their own thing. Just one little scene, just just one little cameo. I think that's that's all we need. Something to say, hey, we got you. They're here. Don't worry about it. I don't think we're going to get that. Maybe in the next Avengers. I don't know. And then, of course, we've got all our Stan Lee cameos. And uh, moving forward to Phase 4, uh, fantastic is all I'll say about that. We've got, is that really going to be a thing? Oh, yeah. Ugh. I'll bet you anything it is. I don't know for sure, but I'll bet you anything. Ugh. That does it for the recap. There's so much <sighs> more to talk about. We're going to go in depth in these once in a while. Like I'm sure there's going to be a time where like, let's talk about this scene in Spider-Man Homecoming for 40 minutes. And um, that's when you'll get your divorce papers ready. And, <laughs> yeah, we'll call it good from there, I guess. No, that is what I am. Your wife is an expert in extracting every single little piece of information from, like, a paragraph mm-hmm. of text. That's what I got a degree in. So, I'm down. Are I'm you down. down? Are you down, doggy? <laughs> Ray would like to thank all of you guys for listening to the podcast. <laughs> if you've watched us on YouTube, thank you. Check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes. Yes. Um, follow us um, wherever we Give us are. A like on Facebook. If if we're are we still on Facebook? I, think, I got rid of my Facebook. Just I think for everybody I still have control. Know. You have the you have the power. Maybe got, we'll find out. Have I the infinity gauntlet checked. for face for all our social media stones. Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, that's Nerdy's I'll get today, and uh, we will see you in episode 37. Bye. Bye.